ahead and get started. Uh, started with the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 207. I'm your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? And back from his voyage to the great beyond, I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Yes, this is actually um, Space Voyage Part 2, which is actually part of Phase 3 of the Enemy Slime Cinematic Universe. (laughs) We do need to have more phases in the Enemy Slime Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Uh, There's also not really any cinema to speak of. I guess a a podcastic universe. Um, but, uh, I do think sometimes that our podcast, the one thing it's missing is like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a mythos, you know? Right. We don't have any lore. Yeah. There's no lore. That's the word I was looking for. Not mythos, but lore. Well, we certainly have enough to work with. It's not like we're missing things to, to play with in that area. That's true. We have Black Doug. We have, uh, Composite Hideo Kojima. We have, uh, Gustavo's Creed. Oh, we have Gustavo's Creed. Yeah. So, I mean, let's not say that there hasn't been, you know, some some stuff going on. There's a factory where people make honey. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we had our we had our we had our sponsor for a time. Oh, Game Gear, GameGear.pro. Yeah. Uh, I think I let that domain expire. So, I mean, I think I think Game Gear. I think the people at Game Gear let that domain expire. Yeah, Jared, what the hell's wrong with you? I wouldn't know anything Dummy. about that uh, because they're definitely a real company that just went out of business. So that's a bummer. Um, Jason, yeah, and, uh, hey, Jason. Oh, Jason Brown. Yeah, he's part of the lore for sure. Yeah, we've almost Does got too Sonic much the lore. Hedgehog actually, count as a uh, part of the lore is what it, it. What what's part of it? Does Sonic the Hedgehog count as part of the lore? I think I think Sonic is definitely like a crucial part of this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. He's more like a way of life. Yeah, Sonic's more of he's like an a, ethos. He's more like the way. So there, that's actually perfect. Sonic is an ethos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gotta go fast is our creed. Uh, it's just it, it's how it has to be. Uh, I wanted to start this week off by talking about Nintendo uh, just very briefly because they have finally uh, given some concrete details about their actual plan regarding their online uh, mode for the Switch. And I think everybody was probably at least a little curious as to what Nintendo would ask you to pay for an online service that feels significantly more bare bones than what you're getting from uh, their competitor consoles. Um, And uh, we finally have that answer today. And they've been smart, and they are aiming their price point well below what uh, others are asking. Uh, So Nintendo's online service for the Switch is going to launch in September of 2018. For a 12-month subscription, you will pay $19.99. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, that gets you uh, online gameplay, which will be uh, critical. I think that... Sept- so, this is purely speculatory. I think September 2018 is going to be uh, the release date for our next Smash Brothers. Um, Possibly. That would be a very good time to launch your paid online service. So... Uh, can, uh, on the uh, on the other hand, I will comment. Smash Brothers is one of the only games that I've never had like a successful online match of. Uh, I don't know if it's because they can't get the netcode down or what, but that game works like shit on the internet. Um, That's very true. And I'll be curious to see if this one follows suit. Anyway, that gets you access to online gameplay. It gets you access to the Nintendo Switch online app, which is their. Uh, 
app that you run on your phone to use like the voice over IP software and shit like that, which is again, just nonsense. Just the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Um, you have the uh, NES uh, Nintendo Switch Online, which I believe I was reading gets you access to 10 original NES games. No, 20. Uh, the one thing that's kind of cool about it, so who gives a fuck, right? Like, you can get a Raspberry Pi and you can play Balloon Fight. Like, you don't need to pay Nintendo for that shit anymore. I would think so, but people still seem to be concerned about it. But... I think I will admit that I think this is pretty cool. They've gone back in those NES games and they've added net play. Uh, so you'll get like Dr. Mario and you can actually play Dr. Mario online now on the switch. Um, I think that's, that's a little neat. I don't know. Yeah, if it, I don't know if it justifies. I, I'm not sure that I'd go so far as to say it justifies like a membership or anything like that. Uh, I, I would agree that it's the bee's knees. <laughs> But it, it's it's kind of neat. I mean, emulators have like net play. That's not a new concept. Like you can you can play net play in RetroArch or a bunch of others, but it it never works well. And like you always have to know like your friend's IP address, and it's just all kind of goofy. So if they figure out how to do this right, this could be kind of slick. Um, so we'll see. Well, that'll be that'll stay up in the air. Uh, they're including uh, save uh, data cloud backup. Nothing that nobody else has. Uh, special offers, which doesn't really mention anything. And then that's it. So that's what you get for your $20 um, annually. I don't see myself paying for that, but I'm sure that somebody out there uh, will. You can actually do a family plan, too, which I don't have the full <laughs> details for. But uh, the family... Of course you can. If you do it family style, it's thirty four ninety nine. So... Maybe we can all join. I, yeah, I would definitely. I would definitely have to know. Well, that, that's actually not a bad idea. Well, yeah, actually, like, so if we wanted to do it, like, that that might be a way to do it. Um, although, again, I just am thinking right now about. I already pay subscriptions for a bunch of services that I don't use. I haven't played a console game on the internet for a very long time. Um, ah, shit! I just right. I just remembered <laughs> I played Far Cry with you, so I guess I have yeah, to take we that back. Need to do that. <laughs> And that was like very recent, so maybe maybe I can't say that after all. But anyway, that's uh, the story there. And then this this brought up a discussion point on uh, your behalf, Jay. You were asking whether or not uh, whether or not I'd look into Nintendo Labo. Yes. Uh, or or whether or not anybody was going to look into Nintendo Labo for that matter. Um, and I don't really know if I have a concrete answer for you on that. Um, huh. Interesting. Because here's the thing. I actually really like the concept of punching out this cardboard shit and, and building stuff. <laughs> um, because as I get older, I find myself wanting to do stuff like that more often. Like, I used to think a jigsaw puzzle was like the most miserable thing that you could ever spend time doing. But, right. But now, like, it's kind of a nice, relaxing way to spend an evening. And I could say the same for punching out a bunch of shitty cardboard models that you put together. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they just happen to work with a game is is kind of like just you know that's that's an added bonus. Um, I, I I I don't know. I, I was looking to. I I can't say it's something I'm going to jump out and buy right now. But um, I guess if people start figuring out how to like invent some cool shit with it, then I might you know give it a second glance. And so I mean, here's the real problem. Like, and Michael honed in on this pretty well. 
yes, I can make all this neat stuff, but then the problem is I have all this shit and I don't know where to put it. You see, and that that's that's I think I, I said that in the uh, chat just before I returned from space. I was like, I, I feel like Nintendo Level is one of those things that you get and is like really cool for a weekend. And then you get to Monday and you go, what the fuck am I going to do with all this cardboard garbage around my house? Yep, exactly. Uh, and you can it's... just put them in the rooms that you won't be putting any children in because you won't have sex <laughs> if you have something like that. Yeah, uh, I just barely uh, took a last weekend and I finally unboxed all of my Amiibos and put them all in a cabinet um, so that they're kind of not taking up as much space in my life. A and, cabinet that's uh, on display, Jared? Mm, I mean, it's well hidden. Mm-hmm. I, I, could, I could have someone in my house for an extended period of time and they would not know that I have that cabinet. So, <laughs> all right. uh, so in that regard, I, I, think, I think we're okay. I actually do have a system like that for the uh, Lego Dimensions. So, yes, I know what he's talking about. Jay knows about my shame cabinet. Um, having said that, it was getting hard towards the end to fit them in the cabinet. Like, uh, there's there's a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> and it was a fun reminder of all the money I could have had to spend on other things. Um, and definitely, as I put all those things painstakingly into their place in the cabinet, it definitely did not make me think, you know what you need is more shit. Right. Like you just need a, I, I, I a bunch need more a, shit. A, a labo. I need like a cardboard uh, a fishing pole to go with my Link Amiibo now. And they don't really look like they like fold up or anything. So like once it's built, it's... yeah, it looks like it looks like once they're, once they're built, that's it. That's what you're dealing with. Yeah, like I don't I don't think it's something where you can like unfold it when you're not using it and put it aside. Like I, I think these are just like big objects, big delicate objects, no less. Like the robot uh, backpack shit that you wear. Um, like that that looks like that takes up a lot oh, of man. space. I haven't even looked at looked at that one yet. I just looked at, like the basic kit. I forgot oh, the robot you, thing existed. You gotta look at the robot kit, man. That's the that's the crazy shit. Like that thing's nuts. Um, <laughs> what what does the robot do? Like I get what the fish I don't know. Does. There's some kind of game around it. Uh the thing is is like you can buy the variety kit that has like the piano and all this other stuff, or you can literally just buy the robot kit and that's all that comes with it is the robot <laughs> kit. So I'm not sure why you'd make that choice. Wait, like, it better be an amazing wait. game. Do you re- do you re- become the robot? Is that what I'm looking at here? Yeah, you put the backpack. Oh, well, that's cool. You put like the backpack on, and there's like strings that go to your feet. And dude, talk about like ne- never getting late again. Yeah, no. If you if, Michael <laughs> Michael thinks that if you build like a piano, it's gonna kill your chances with the women, and that's just because he hasn't seen this guy wearing this robot costume. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm, I'm sure that's a problem too. In fact, here I'll, I'll share the uh, I'll share the image with you, Michael, so that you can really appreciate how far we as a society. Uh, in fact, uh, this, if, is, this guy is truly a melting of man and machine. Take, take a look at Vir- the Virgin <laughs> Mega Store. I was just huh? gonna say, take a look at this, the uh, web address <laughs> uh, for the company that's selling this. Um, yeah, that kid's a virgin. Well, if he if he wasn't, it actually probably sealed it back in. Like, <laughs> it I went think, backwards on it. It was like it, it, anything that he, he repaired that cherry feeling. Yeah, so somewhere somewhere a woman's hymen reconstructed, and a bunch <laughs> and a bunch of semen ran down her leg and zipped back up into him. Like it undid everything. Um, but yeah, anyway. Oh my god! I, at first, I thought these were just kind of some kind of weird. 
antenna, but these are like goggles that they expect you to wear. So apparently you can like crouch down too and you're a car, I guess. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know I could be a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, he, I think he's like a transformer. Um, That's like that uh, that boy who would like, um, he would eat, what was it? He'd eat the hot pepper and then he'd become a car and then he'd have to cool off and become a boy again. It's like an old cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know what that is, but it's like that. Yeah, I can't say that I do either. It's exactly like that. God help us all. Um, (laughs) And also, all the promotional materials show, like, kids wearing it, so I bet it looks even stupider on an adult. But you know that's all who's going to buy it. They've actually done a really good job of finding kids who look like they're old, like, uh, oh, I can't look at the marketing stuff for this anymore. It's just goofy <laughs> as shit. The other kit is actually something that, like, the piano's kind of interesting to me. Um, I don't know. It it could be fun. It could be fun to get, like, a bunch of people together and get drunk and build these, this cardboard shit. But I also know that, like, one of my stupid drunk friends is going to break the only, like, piece that we need for, like, the one thing I'm interested in. Right. And uh, so then it'll just turn into bad memories and uh See, but that, that, that's a, that's like one slightly redeeming thing to me actually not the fact that you could break it but the fact that you you can break it and it looks pretty easy to jury rig back together um yeah i i don't know i think so i i, I guess i guess it just comes with like little fucking ar stickers and um wires and stuff where those are fucked and you're probably pretty done but i think for the actual like big bits and all that you can probably just like might as well just duct tape that shit. You're like one step away from duct tape anyway. I'll say this about it. It gives me a lot of fucking questions about how the Joy-Cons work. Like, Okay, it- so that, that that was like my biggest concern was about looking at some of the Nintendo Labo materials because I'm already like so scared something is going to happen to my Switch and my Joy-Cons. Why would I want to subject my Joy-Cons to extra danger? Now you're, yeah, now you're put, locking them into headsets and, like, gyrating all around. And, and I, I think... Uh, you're putting them into fucking little um, um, cardboard robot things and your own little battle bots with your well, Joy-Cons. And, like, these strings are, like... I think they're attached to the analog stick and they're moving it around. So when you like punch your arm forward, you're punching. And like, oh. what, what if you're really tall and you like rip your analog <laughs> stick? I, I don't know. All this stuff is strange. And uh, the the so I guess to answer your question, Jay, there is a zero percent chance that I will ever own the robot kit, and there is a very small percent chance that I would buy the variety kit. Um, I think I'll wait for this shit to go on sale. On like a very deep discount, which I I'm so sure it will. So, like this so, this is this is what this is what I suggest in the event that happens. Right, I suggest that you wait for that sale. You wait for it to go on a steep discount. You uh you get your Nintendo Labo, you get your little variety pack. Um, but then you hit up like I don't know, um, Hobby Lobby. You go to Woolworth. You go to basically all the little arts and crafts places that are around. You know, you go to Pearl Art Store, and you just grab all these this additional like unnecessary construction shit. And then uh, you go to like a liquor store and you just buy like a ton of six packs and you and Michael uh, get super trash and you just mix it all up and you try your the best of your ability to build this shit. We could have a drinking game where every time someone says this is stupid, you have to take a shot. <laughs> so Michael's going to get super drunk. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll just probably <laughs> get drunk first. Yeah, Michael will probably already be far too intoxicated to complete whatever task is laid before him. 
<laughs> I must say, of the, of the pieces of the lab all that look uh, interesting to me, it's really just the um, the fishing rod piece because I already kind of like uh, like games that have a good internal fishing mini game. Uh, like even up to Far Cry, Far Cry has a good internal mini game uh, for fishing as long as shit's not exploding around you, and I like that. So to do something that's just that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could do that. That's um, interesting. But... Um, I'm definitely the most into the piano. I want to know how that works. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but even then, it's like I literally have a. I, there's a fucking piano behind me. I have a whole full size <laughs> Casio keyboard, and so again, like it, it feels like something is kind of dumb for me to build like a one, two, three, four, five. It's like a ten key piano, and like bang around on that on my Switch when when I literally have a full size instrument behind me that I haven't ever bothered to learn to play. Well, it's a good point. How about you bring like a real actual. A classics master home, and you tell them that they can tell the difference between the level piano and your actual piano. There we go. Yeah, the first trick there is talking like an accomplished musician into coming to my house. <laughs> uh, but man, if I can get that far, you got it. I'll bring them. Hey, hey, you want to come to my house and play some cardboard shit? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, well, what if, what if <laughs> I what really. if I told you I had a whole cabinet full of amiibo? And you'd be like, oh yeah, I'll be I'm coming. <laughs> What if you drink this mysterious drink first? Yeah, what if you, what if you, uh, hey, don't look while, while I slip this pill into your cup. And, uh, but don't worry, guys, it's not for rape. It's for playing cardboard piano. He wakes up in a dungeon and there's just like a Nintendo Labo set up. And I get on like a PA system and I'm like, build, build it. <laughs> Start building. I think. And, uh, That's perfect to me. It's just like Saw, except instead of like all the weird challenges, he just makes him build his Nintendo Labo shit. That's also part of Enemy Slime Phase Four. Yeah, that's a that's that's a big part of the lore. Uh, my Amiibo Nintendo Labo Torture Dungeon, <laughs> where I make people assemble things that I don't want to assemble. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's that's what's going on in my house. Uh, Living that good life. Uh, not too much else to to share on that front. Uh, I did. I, we, we talked a little bit about our journey in Japan uh, last week, and I, I thought of a, a thing or two that I that I wanted to add in. Mainly that I was really disappointed uh, just on the subject of Nintendo. The 3DS seems to be pretty much dead there. I'd always been led to believe that Japan would be the place where like everyone had the 3DS and I'd I'd open it up on the subway and seven people would stand up and be like, we want to play Tetris with you. They wouldn't say that. They'd say whatever their fucking weird language they speak is, but they, they'd go nuts with that and then we'd all have fun. But I didn't. I got like three street pass tags the whole trip and uh, Michael at least taught, taught me how to say I'm stupid and I set that as my greeting. So. Nice. I told three Nintendo gamers in Japan that I'm stupid. It was oh, like 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 Wachashi Baka. Uh, ooh, that probably would have worked too. Michael, what did I say? Aho this. Aho this. You can use that, Jay, for your uh, translating gig. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I mean, you I can't. Going very well, by you, the way. You can't because you're not translating anything into Japanese. It's actually as unuseful, I think, as it could get. Um, no, it's actually still pretty useful because there's still some shit that I have to keep in Japanese. Cool. Well, <laughs> here's another... I'll tell you another hint then about Japanese. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, they like to say... Uh, they, they, they like to say mas at the end of sentences. Um, ma? 
uh, uh, just 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 mas. So like you say, uh, you, you, what, what you say, arigato. What do they say? Arigato mas or whatever. Arigato mas. Oh, mas. So you've actually kind of already got it, Jay. You have to hold that mas for as long as you can. Oh yeah, I've been in a Japanese restaurants. So like yeah, after after you buy something, they say arigato gozaimasu, and then you're allowed to leave. Like, <laughs> but you gotta you gotta fucking hold that mas like for as long as possible. So but anyway. like, cause I did not get to get a chance to listen to the uh, the podcast from last week yet. We don't get any reception space. Um, are there any other keen highlights that I missed? I mean, I've listened to everything, so it doesn't matter. We'd kind of resolved, <laughs> we'd been talking about doing a travel podcast, and so I think we'd kind of resolved to keeping some of our other observations and just and just stories about it uh, to, to that. So Okay. Um, but that was just what I could think of that was like more gaming I- immediately related. Um, the, the, hey, did you pick, pick me up a copy of uh, Dancing Into the Night? Uh no, it wasn't out. I was trying to agitate or tease you by taking a picture uh, of the of the coming soon box, <laughs> and you like didn't handle it the way I wanted you to at all. I I sent that picture and you're like, oh, I hope you're having fun or, or some shit like that. <laughs> like, like, geez, I'm, I'm so sorry. I think I, hard, I, like, I think I literally told piece of shit. I think I literally told Michael before I took it. I'm like, I'm gonna see if I can annoy Jay. <laughs> <laughs> And then it, that that happened to me a lot on that trip. Like I would I would routinely try to upset someone, and and they would just like have nothing but goodwill and kindness to me. <laughs> so that just uh, that you want to you want to so we keep, we'll make that a note for next time that Jared wants his friends to be a lot more terrible than they are. I want are. to antagonize people as much as I can. <laughs> Give them joy. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much that's why I travel anywhere. Uh, of course, it, it's just, just that's the only reason to travel. Just for that, so just to, just to drop that shit on people. Um, so yeah, anyway, it was a it was good times. So it was a good trip. Uh, Michael actually has taken another trip since, uh, as I understand it, to oh, a wow. uh, terrifying island. Is it an island? Oh, is it not an island? I I don't know actually. Well, we'll I just get into that, I just but... assumed because you can't leave it, right? Well. I don't know. I've actually been trying really hard not to uh, look at strategy guides or spoilers and trying to try to figure things out myself, which hasn't been terribly successful. But I, I guess I've never that, actually seen the map. That sounds like the Japanese experience to me. So in the uh, in the forest, you are in a are you in a plane crash? Is that the story? Yeah, yeah. You and your son are just sitting on a plane going somewhere when the plane crashes. Shit. Yeah, classic story. And you're the only survivors. Yep. Someone, uh, some someone takes your son away, and now you find yourself stuck in a forest full of cannibals, and uh, you got to survive. All right. So uh, my understanding is that the game's kind of like a more single player oriented Rust. If yeah. You, if so, you will. in fact, that's kind of what led me there. Is <clears throat> I was trying to uh, quietly pass over a hangover day and. I started playing around on Rust, just dicking around as I find it to be kind of cathartic to just walk around and build stuff. But I kind of got bummed out because, like, well, I have nobody to play with. This isn't as much fun. So I uh, took a look at, uh, like, single-player Rust-like games and found that The Forest actually just came out of early access uh, after, like, four or five years in development uh, at the beginning of this month. So I thought, man, for 20 bucks, I can give that a shot. And, uh, yeah, it's... 
kind of like it's a little more primitive than rust like i don't think you ever build a gun but you uh you know you you're stuck in this forest you got to find food you got to find water you need to build a shelter um and pretty much everything you have to harness by hand you chop down trees gather materials um i guess it's maybe a little more like a a very adult minecraft in the sense that the cannibals are always going to be trying to come after you and like raid your base and uh your goal is to fortify in and make it so, you know, they can't, uh, they can't get you and you got to try to survive the night. At the end of the night, you get a little rest icon. You get to take like an eight hour break and start the day over again. But I've noticed, um, the, the like cannibal, are, are they, is, are they cannibals? Is that the closest approximation? I'm still, so like, is just, that kind of a story beat. Do you think like, what? well, <laughs> I don't get the impression there's a whole lot of story to this game. I think it's I think it's there to make a more complete single player experience, but I mean I, I think it's kind of the open-ended nature of the game that's really the the main attraction, but they're cannibals, but I think there's also something a little uh, supernatural freaky going on as well. Right. Yeah. Cuz they look like they I, I I've seen like uh some like statues or something that they've set up in the forest or like this one guy has a little outfit that he wears that seems to be made of people's arms. And, uh, boy, this. So when you're wandering around the forest, you can kind of like one of the things I actually like about rust is just kind of wandering through the, uh, the environment. Like, I, I think that game actually makes like a peaceful, nice forest. So you get a little bit of that with the forest as well, but, uh, you'll be walking along and then suddenly you'll find a little, little cannibal enclave and it'll just be littered with corpses. Like for being in a remote part Lovely. of the world, there is no way that they found like a thousand people to decapitate and then just put all the heads into a pile. But so you say there might be a supernatural element going on, right? And I felt yeah, like, yeah. like the opening of it with, um, I felt like that plane crash was very supernatural. Like I didn't feel like there was anything that was that, that struck me as like, oh, this is a nice normal plane crash. Um, yeah, that that would make more sense as to how they keep finding all these people to chop up and litter around the forest. Isn't that uh, isn't that what happens in Lost? Don't they have like a device that it they actually like, Lost, turn yeah. on that pulls the planes down or something? It happens in Lost. I'm pretty sure it happens in Tomb Raider as well. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think you're right. That's just so they could do raping. <laughs> Man, well, the, you got to do something and Lost needs to populate its island. Jimmy didn't need to do his raping, and uh, the forest needs to eat people. Yeah, so that's actually, that's pretty clever. Uh, way to go, cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You figured it out. Um, when, you, when you say, like, fortify your defenses, what it, are, are they smart? Like, if you leave a window open, are they going to, like, crawl in through it? Or are, oh, they shit, just, like, are they just, like, running up to your base and just, like, banging on the wall until they break stuff? Boy, so that's, a, that's an interesting question, because there's... There's an aspect of this game where when it comes to the AI, I can't tell if it's super smart or super retarded. Because <laughs> you'll be wandering out through the forest and you'll run into a pack of them and they'll start running at you and they'll get like 10 feet away and stop and turn around and run away and then run back. Kind of like they're trying to play a game of chicken with you. But in the meantime, you got like the two um, like two of the, the other guys they'll start running around like they're trying to encircle you and get behind you. And I've, they're definitely much stronger than me. So I, I always generally run away in those situations, but I haven't been able to really piece it out. If they can, 
figure those kind of things out or if they're really more just like gonna you know throw themselves on my uh on my spear wall or i they still i i've been playing it single player and playing it kind of uh kind of slow because i think probably this game would be more fun to play through my initial experience with friends i think that'd make for a more interesting experience but right so I, i've been trying not to go out there and find too much stuff but i haven't really had any of them rate a base yet so yeah I don't... that's that's kind of what i was wondering is like what that actually looks like like if you if your shit actually like it's broken into or mm-hmm. obviously you're setting up defenses and so like in in minecraft that's a really obvious you know most of the time in minecraft they just sit at your door like as, uh-huh. long, as long as you're in an enclosed space and you don't have like excessive darkness in your building um, nothing's getting in. You're you're perfectly safe. Um, but if you walk outside at night and a creeper's standing right there, he could blow up and blow up part of your wall, and like now all of a sudden you're in a lot of trouble. Mm. <laughs> so I'm curious if if raiding takes more of like a rust way of looking at it, where like somebody's actively working on getting in your base, or if it's really just a matter of like staying safe at night by locking yourself up. I, I've only had one instance where the cannibals have assaulted my base and it was I had basically just a tiny little wall and they'll, they'll start banging on the wall. So I think they can break through it. Oh, and I damn. think uh, I think some of them carry dynamite. So I believe they could oh. bust through a wall. But I'd, I'd be curious to see if they can be a little more clever, clever, like you said, like gaining or going through windows or how what else can they do to get through? Because mm-hmm. I think that'll probably determine a lot of how interesting it is to fend off hordes of them uh, in the long run. up your building is clever. Yeah, and then... Yeah, I mean... Well, that's the thing is I've been I've been playing for a little bit and it takes time to build stuff. Like, to, to build a wall, you gotta... Well, first you gotta go chop down a tree and when the tree falls over, it breaks into like four or five different pieces and you can only carry two of those pieces at a time. So what you can do is you can gather up sticks and make a sled that you can load all of those logs into and, you know, go out and harvest your lumber and then bring it back to your work site. But, so building oh. some stuff in this game actually is fairly involved and takes a lot of time. But uh, I actually don't remember where I was going with this other than... I, I have a question. Oh, that's right. Does, I, it make, I, good. does it make, like, building actually more dangerous then? Yeah, actually, I mean... Pretty much every time I've been killed in this game, it's been out to trying to gather resources or hunt for food. I'll just, you know, happen to be in the wrong spot at the wrong time, and they'll they'll sneak up on me. And they're, they're they can be pretty scary, especially in some of the dense forests when these guys, you know, like a half naked woman just leaps out of a out of a bush and hits me with a with a club that's a a skull with a hand nailed onto it. Well, she's just trying to say she likes you. Yeah, that's that's it's like when you're a kid and you tease girls you like. It's just like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I'm flattered. How to know if a cannibal likes you? Um, there's an achievement called Major Cannibalism, and it says eat an entire family. What's that about? <laughs> uh, entire family. Yeah, eat an entire family. Only three point three percent of players have it, so apparently it's not easy to do. I mean, you can you can eat human body parts, so I guess maybe kill an entire cannibal tribe and eat all of them. Man, that's heavy. <laughs> so wait, are you accountable when you enter the island then? No, no, you're just a regular guy. But uh, <laughs> I mean, the the game for the most part is pretty generous with the availability of food. But I mean, there have been times where like I've been stuck in my base at night and I know there's 
cannibal activity in the area, so I don't want to go out, where I've been pretty desperate for something to eat. So I guess under the right circumstances, I might be in a situation where I need to eat a leg or something. This is kind of interesting. There's actually a, a vegan uh, trophy to play through the entire game without killing or eating animals. Jesus, that'd be hard. Uh, there's not a lot of stuff to eat. Well, that would explain why only 0.6% of players have been able <laughs> yeah. to achieve it. There you go. But uh, some of these achievements are actually pretty great. Like uh, one of them is really ominous. It's just called Bad Father. And uh, the, the icon for it just says world's worst father. And there's no description or anything. So I'm assuming mm. you can. I'm assuming something really bad can happen to your child. Or you can leave without him. I don't. Oh, yeah. Maybe that. <laughs> <That'd>... <laughs> that might be it. That'd be a little bit of a bummer, too. Uh, a lot of these are multiplayer based. Uh, how many people can you play with? Do you know? I think uh, on a standard server without hosting your own, you can have up to four. Hmm. So Jay has it and I have it. I was kind of hoping maybe to get a soft commitment for a third or fourth player, Jared. Oh, I'm such a coward. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, but now, you're, now you're like the two of us. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you guys would put me at ease. Um Oh, I just I do so terrible at games like this. It's actually probably the one reason why I haven't picked it up because it's been so interesting to me for so long, and uh, but I'm so bad at this shit. Um, so that's I, why it'd be good to be a team. Well, that's why I guess that's why you'll get a soft commitment from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll think of I'll think about this. Now, I'll, how do we upgrade that to a hard commitment? I'll, what do we gotta do? I'll consider this. What uh, do we gotta do to get you into the forest? How do you get me hard? Oh boy, I don't know. Uh, when are you guys gonna play it? Are you gonna play it this weekend? Um, what do I got? I don't think I've got anything going on this weekend, and I am yeah, kind of itching to play more of it. If you uh, if you find yourself sitting around with nothing to do on Sunday, I think I'm free. So yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump into the I'll, I'll I'll if if it works out that way, I'll I'll play the forest with you guys. Hey, there we go. Do you, can you hey. host, can you host your own server? Is that something we should do? I believe so. Yeah. So, well, I think you can. I think you can play on their servers, but you know, uh, limit it to people you know or invite only. Or I, th- I think you can host your own dedicated server if you prefer. I'll have to look into it and see what the story is there. But uh, yeah, I think I think this would be more fun to play with a group because uh, I feel bad. Kind of, it, the game has a fixed map, so the map is going to be the same every time you play, which. Probably is good for the type of game that it is, but it immediately felt like that I've only got one shot to really uh, to really enjoy this in its full form. So, mm-hmm. so I think it'd be more fun to maybe like get three or four friends, maybe make a pact that we're not going to uh, like ruin ruin the uh, the experience by you know looking at the maps or doing a lot of extra research. Granted, I, I think there's probably a lot of research that will need to be done because some things just don't make sense unless you have someone kind of showing you what to do, but, uh, right. Right. But, you know, to the, to the best of our ability, if we can uh, keep ourselves from doing that, I think it'd be, it'd probably be a lot of fun. Yeah. I like the idea of going in blind and just kind of trying to work shit out. <clears throat> yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll look through this and see what, uh, see what I can find out about the server and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, anyway, like I said, it's been on the list forever. It's good to see it. It's good to hear that it's good. Um, it, 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 even in early access, it was pretty well received. Um, it's kind of funny how like some games can't hack it at all, and some games like never fail to be loved. 
uh, in early access, but this is definitely uh, sure. one of the one of the better received ones, like a- across the board. I don't remember a time where I ever saw its rating drop below like very positive. Hmm. I mean, it's even now it's still buggy. I hope they're still working on it, but uh, but it's fun. I've I've enjoyed everything I've done so far. I think they are. There's kind of this funny thing where leaving early access doesn't actually seem to mean the game is done. It just seems to mean that the game is like stable. um or or for rust it doesn't even seem to mean anything it seems to just mean to them that they want more money like give us more money please yeah Um, i feel like leaving early access is a way to get more money or a sting there's a way to make sure people don't ask for their money back i mean having said that i i think rust is very good and i i think you know it's obvious that the team still works very hard on it uh, but, yeah. but it did seem really arbitrary when they just finally decided to leave early access. They're like, well, I guess we'll leave it now. Um, yeah, well, uh, like I said, I was playing Rust before I got the forest. And it's uh, even from I think I played it maybe two months ago or so. It's totally different. Uh, I'd say it's probably in even better state than it was before. So the uh, <laughs> on, on Rust's Steam page, the top poll quote is from GameSpot. It says, playing Rust is a frustrating experience, even with a friend or two in tow, and feels downright impossible to go out alone. Um, that That's the quote that they decided to put on their <laughs> Steam page. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty good. But uh, that game will always have a special place in my heart. It's the only thing where I've exceeded 400 hours on Steam. <laughs> and uh, if I... If, if the situation was right, I could easily see myself doing it again. So I need to calm myself. Yeah, whenever you're ready, we'll uh, we'll do it again. Ah, oh, fuck. It's a good I know. Game. It's good shit. Um, so beyond that, uh, I think the only other real big new title this week, uh, we we talked about it just very briefly last week. Uh, I should have asked Trevor if he wanted to be on tonight. I didn't have the foresight to do that. Um, he's not on Skype, so I'm guessing he probably would have not joined us, but uh, Frostpunk uh, came out, and I mentioned that Frostpunk last I think was super interesting to me, I have to say. It's really good, at least I think it is. Uh, now, Michael has kind of a contrasting opinion, because for him, the game doesn't run at all. I haven't spent a whole lot of time screwing around with my settings, but I, I lo- or loaded it up like four or five times, and it crashed every time, so... Have you completely uninstalled it and reinstalled it? I haven't, no, and I should probably... That'd, that'd probably be my first move. Um, I wonder. I, I need to put on my thinking cap. But. I, I wonder, too, if maybe you had like settings in the game from when it was uh, in pre-release that maybe now have, mm. not, have not carried over into the 1.0. Um, Very so, well could be. So, so maybe... I, I wouldn't put any of this at their feet, necessarily. Maybe just a delete and, and reinstall will solve the problem. Um, but I started playing it, and... Uh, Aside from the fact that it's nice just being able to save my game now, um, I, I I really enjoy this game. Like it's not the type of thing that I would usually like at all, and for some reason it pushes the right buttons for me. I don't know if it's the concept of forcing children to become doctors, uh, <laughs> if that's what does it for me. But uh, man, there's there's just something about it. Now, having said that, it um. It's difficult once you once you start a lot of your choices are kind of permanent and it's difficult to go back from them and mm. I'm already a point at a point in my first game where I'm like oh I should start over like because now I've kind of learned some things that I wish were different where like I, I wish I put this building here and I wish I put this building here and mm. this, this building didn't need to be close to the heat at all 
Um, and so I've I've like messed up some stuff, and I think I'm ready to just scrap the save that I'm in right now and start over. Um, I don't I don't know how much they've gone back on it since, but when I was playing the demo, I did find myself a little vexed when I realized, you know, this doesn't require any heat to function. Yet I put it right in the center of town for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't didn't seem to have a way to undo that. Yeah, so I have like I have like a bunch of tents. Like basically, all of your all of your uh, housing should be as close to the heat source as possible because mm. because it's where people spend most of their time. And so if you put it far away from the heat source, they'll start to get sick. And I have a lot of sick people right now, and I don't really have a great way to fix it. These are these are these are uh, these are some good pro tips. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind. So like from from the start, uh, your your basic like first ring around the generator should pretty much just be housing. Like I would I would put almost all your other shit on like a second ring, um, because characters spend more time in their homes than anywhere else, and so uh, I would I would just start putting tents like as close to the generator as you can. And uh, so I'm going to try that. I'm going to restart the game and try that and see how that works out for me and uh, kind of see how that goes. But I've already made some some tough choices. I cut some people's legs off. Uh, I think so. What, 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 what leads you to cut someone's legs off? Uh, so you have this thing called the Book of Laws and every like 24 hours or 48 hours, you can pass a new law. And it will uh, generally have, uh, it'll usually come with a commitment of some kind, depending on whether the choice is good or bad. So uh, a bad choice, for example, is child labor. You can basically say, like, children need to do safe jobs. And then that'll actually open up a tree where you can even go double down on that and say, children need to do dangerous jobs, too. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's got to do their part. And so doing those things. Is that the only way to get, like, children scientists? No, actually, so funny enough, I said let's care, like let's care for the children and set up a shelter for them, um, because I remembered how poorly received my child labor declaration was the last time I played, and uh, if you do that, you can actually eventually conscript them to assist uh, in the medical clinic. Um, so basically, like while the children are in the shelter, they'll be trained to be doctors. Um, child labor actually oh, literally handy. if you choose child labor that literally adds more workers like that you can send out to collect resources um, so you can you can benefit both ways it's just a question of whether or not you'd rather have like more resources up front with the trade-off being everyone's mad at you or uh, more maybe more doctors later or like better medical care later um, You'll quickly find that, like, you have to balance, you know, unpopular decisions and popular decisions. Uh, you can build, like, a fighting pit, and everyone likes that. Uh, eventually, someone will die, and you have to decide what to do with their bodies. Um, and, and this is another time where, like, you can make an unpopular decision, but it might pay off later. So, for example, I chose to just dump the bodies in the snow, um, and nobody liked that because it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of morbid, and uh, but later that's badass. You get like a you get a, a um a corpse a corpse uh, garden. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually called a snow pit, I think. Uh, so I made a pit for bodies, and and everybody everybody got all whiny, and they're like, "Hey, the body pit's not reasonable." And uh, but then everybody kind of came back around because by putting the bodies in the snow and preserving them. We were able to then go back to them later and harvest their organs for transplants. 
Um, and some people still found oh, a way. Nice. To compl- some people Check still complained out. about that, but like I think we benefited uh, from a it. A bunch of fucking pussies. I Nothing know, is ever good enough for anybody. Goddamn. Oh, okay, babies. okay. So, so they're American citizens then. They're upset about desecrating corpses. And it's blah, blah, blah. just like no matter like what you do for them, they're always going to complain. It's true. It's like this is what, this is the problem with liberals. It's absolutely true. You solve the problem in the North Korean Peninsula, and everybody just bitches and moans, and you know there's just there's no winning. So I don't know. Oh, uh, we're winning. It's just that they don't want us to win. Or, uh, we're winning. We've never won harder, but uh, but but it's easy to see how others might not not see it that way. But uh, I'm trying to think of what other laws I set this time. I think that was it. I think I, I elected to care for the children, but then made them become doctors. And then I tossed the bodies in the snow, but then took their precious organ meat. And, uh, oh, I had to ration out food, so I switched everybody to soup. We stopped eating. Uh, I didn't use... You can actually... You, you, you can either introduce soup, which is the good option. Uh, it, it's still unpopular because people like eating. But uh, but it's not that bad. Or the alternative is you could start putting your sawdust into your food um, as like a filler compound. And a nice additive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I chose not to do that. And I, I think that people were grateful. But some people still whined about the soup. And it made me think, well, well, you know what? Maybe I'll go back and give you the sawdust, you piece of shit. Um, I don't know. How, uh, how you know, in detail, the... everyone ate like a soup all the time, so they could shove it. Yeah. How big is that book of laws? Because when I was playing the the demo, it seemed like that was going to uh, peter out pretty quickly in the it in the grand scheme of things. It, oh. it it does. It's it's not a very big. Now, having said that, it, uh, the um, the engineering uh, section where you come up with like new blueprints and building types and, and mm. perks and stuff like that, that's pretty robust. Like that feels like it would take a while to work through. Mm. Um, but the book of laws, you could actually, I, I mean, it, it times it out so that you couldn't go through it too quickly, but you're definitely going to pretty much see it all relatively fast. Uh, okay. It's not going to take very long. And, and it's one of the features that I think is like most boasted about in the game, but I actually think it's one of the things that's not even really used that much, aside from balancing uh, the hope mechanics that that come along with it. Uh, so there's a, there's a constant measurement down at the bottom of the screen that'll that'll have discontent and hope, and and your goal is obviously to keep hope high and discontent low. Um, but every time you make a child go into a mine, discontent's going to rise. Um, sometimes dis- oh my god why Some, sometimes discontent goes up though because you make an unpopular decision but then it comes back to your benefit so like there was a, a thing that popped up where this guy needed his leg cut off and he kept screaming like no no don't cut it off I'd rather die and I made them hold him down and cut his leg off uh, to save his life and that was seen as unpopular at the time but later on I was thanked for my uh, for my decision, because he decided that he did like living, even though he didn't have a leg. You're sounding uh, like you're bringing modern medicine to the frozen wasteland. Yeah, I am. I'm telling people what they need, and what they need is to not have legs. Uh, I I did research uh, prosthetics as well, so he's going to get a cool robot leg pretty soon. Oh, so he's he's like he'll be better off than he started, or at least he would if I was if I wasn't like restarting the game because I I think I'm just gonna start it over. Why don't you just see it? Why don't you just see it through? Is it really that detrimental or to play? Uh, I have a lot of sick people, and I'm just getting annoyed with their constant whining. Like they're they're really bummed out about how sick they are. I don't feel well. I want to live. Yeah, kind of like that. 
Is there kind of like a hard fail state then for that kind of path? I assume uh, that you can just wipe out your your society. Uh, so kind of like kind of like an XCOM kind of game where you can just lose even if you've been playing for like 12 hours, I think that's totally within the realm of possibility. I, I don't know that for sure, but I think you could absolutely fuck up bad enough that uh, that you just are out. Um, I My scout team is like the most brutal, uncaring people ever. Uh, they keep finding survivors, and you always have the choice of, uh, of escorting the survivors back to the city or uh, just sending them so that you can keep exploring. And I just have them keep exploring every time. And people, Damn, keep, Jared. Keep, people keep freezing to death on the way to my town. And I'm like, well, that's fine. Less, less mouths to feed. <laughs> Is there like a benefit to exploring faster? I don't know. I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to see as much stuff as I can uh, and find more people. I figure if I find 40 people and I send them all and half of them die... That's still better than if I find 20 people and escort them back each time. Like, well, it's not better. It's the same. So, <laughs> look, I'm not on trial here. I'm a perfectly fine leader, and everyone loves me. And, uh, yeah, anyway, Frostpunk is, is pretty good. I've, I've enjoyed it. I don't get the, I don't get the hate. Or, or the, I didn't know there was any hate. It just it always looks awesome to me. Yeah, do people of, not like it? A lot of people are criticizing it because of the pricing. Um, but oh, right, right. I, I don't really think it's unreasonable. I think there's plenty to do. And the fact that I'm looking at restarting the game is kind of a testament to that. Uh, and looking online, like some you can build some really fucking huge cities. Like there's some big cities out there uh, that, that people have uh, put together. So um, I think there's there's plenty to do here. I think that you could have a, a lot of fun with it. So anyway, uh, I, I enjoy it and I'm going to give it a thumb up. I'll try and and get further in it, but who knows how well I'll actually do. We'll we'll see. But actually, that's a good question. Is when I was playing the demo, pretty much for the entire game, it felt like we were holding on by the skin of our teeth. Like I don't think I ever felt like I could take a uh, take a breath in that game. Has it been been your experience? Well, you can take a breath now because you can save and quit. Um, so that's, that's well. <laughs> there's something to be said for that. Sure. Um. It's it's well balanced. I haven't really felt like I was in dire straits yet, uh, but I definitely, like I said, I've, I've got a lot of sick people right now, and it mm. does it does start weighing on you and like feeling like a real problem that you need to solve. Um, so I, yeah, it 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 it's definitely tough, but I don't think I really got far enough where it's going to feel like really tough or like I'm really making like super heavy choices. But I can see how it would be heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure uh i think there's a hard mode too um so you can actually Damn. you can actually like make it worse if you want so if the game is not stressing you out enough you can make it more stressful but yeah there's there's something about it that that works for me which like i said is really rare for uh, a game of this type because generally if it's like isometric and primarily controlled with the mouse it is not for me but uh, this it's real time strategy, I think, on a on a scale that uh, doesn't make it unbearable in the way that I generally don't like a real time strategy game. You feel stressed out sometimes. But I guess what I'd say is you don't feel stressed out because you're trying to manage like six different points on the map at once. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I like about it is like 
I feel like I'm balancing stuff and like I have to keep track of things, but I don't feel like I'm jumping around this map looking at like a group I haven't looked at for a little while and oh shit, they just got massacred because I made them wander. <laughs> I made them wander into like a dark part of the map that I hadn't seen yet. Do you, do you get what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, that's always like my Starcraft or Warcraft or or uh, yeah. any of those games. Like that's always the problem I have is I I start getting frustrated like watching my party and then flipping back to my base. And the way that this game's laid out, you're pretty much just spending all of your time looking at the base. In fact, I think the game even pauses when you go and look at your scouts to send them around. I, I don't think your city's running while you do that. So makes it a little easier to get by. Uh, the yeah. biggest criticism I see is that this game does not have an endless mode. That's what most people seem to want. Uh, they just want a mode where you go in and build the city forever. Um, mm-hmm. but, but Frostpunk does not feature that. It does have a hard end state. And uh, it is it is what it is. So be aware of that, I guess. God, it looks pretty too. Uh, the city it looks does look pretty. The city looks cool. <laughs> the art looks cool. And when you build like a big city, they look really neat. Like it, it almost look. If you look at the screenshots, like those are screenshots, and they look hand drawn. Like they they can get really impressive looking. Um, anyway, that's my uh, that's my statement on Frostpunk. So. Book report turned in. <laughs> I like it. I think I want to get it. <laughs> Ooh, that actually, uh, your comment about the keyboard and mouse reminds me of something about uh, the forest. You can play with a controller, and it works just as well as the keyboard. I would guess it would because it's all like melee combat, right? Yeah. So you're not really trying to like aim all that much. No, except bow and arrow, but uh, just not having to hunch over the uh, the keyboard to play it makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, that actually, I've said before, that's like a big bonus to me. When I spend all my day in front of a keyboard and mouse, I don't like coming home and spending all day in front of a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Um, So there is something to be said about that. Um, But on a multiplayer game where I'm going to have like the mic set up and stuff, I I will probably backtrack on that and say that I would wind up using the keyboard and mouse anyway. Mm, But still, it's nice to hear about a PC game that actually like works well with a controller. Like that's fun. (laughs) it's <laughs> an exciting new concept uh what else is it i think that's pretty much it for this what else is like on the horizon that you guys are looking forward to anything or is this it like mm-hmm. well dead fire was out today but i can't afford it because of my recent trip to space i don't know um, i don't even know what that is it was dead fire that's, uh, of Eternity too. oh yeah that's like the pirate one right that is the pirate one so, so you're you can not, imagine why yeah you're not going to be living long <laughs> without that i imagine I hope not. Um, I even talked to like some special contacts today about trying to get my hands on that one because I do really want to play that. Getting dug <laughs> in there. Um, I didn't know that was. Uh, I didn't know that was out yet. But yeah. is that? I'm actually looking forward to this. Won't be a surprise to anyone. Um, I'm actually looking forward to the single player DLC that's coming out for Splatoon this summer. Oh, I didn't know they were doing that either. Yeah. Um, it's like just a brand new single player campaign. I think it unlocks like a new player character in the actual um, little multiplayer area. But that looks that looks cool. Mostly single player stuff coming up that looks cool. I think. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. Um, I saw that uh, Dragon's Crown's getting a remaster. I thought I might take a stab at that uh, when it when it happens. That's worthwhile. I I I yeah. Dragon's I, I think it's Crown. It's, uh, it's, um, it's from the team that did Odin Sphere. Which I don't know. Odin Sphere. Yeah, I don't know why I thought you that might mean something to you. Um, (laughs) 
Dragon's Crown has the huge titty witch that everyone was mad about. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it was like the very first time I had to ask, like, do I even want to bother with this question? Did you, and, like, um, did you like how that immediately worked on Michael? Yeah, yeah, like, that was good. Oh, it's, an, it's, a, it's a 2D RPG. He's like, I don't know those words. I'm like, it's got a big titty witch. He's like, oh, the big titty witch. <laughs> of I know what's important. I I know exactly what that is. God, the art in that game looks good. Like every time I look at a screenshot of it, I'm like, wow. I mean, it, it looks goofy too. All the characters look stupid as hell. Yeah, uh, it, it works for what they're trying to pull off. But uh, but man, it, it just it, it always looks so neat. That comes out two days before my birthday, so. Uh, oh wow! Maybe hint, I'll, hint. maybe I'll help myself to that. No, that's not a hint. Don't nobody nobody get me anything. Um, I have too many things as it is. Unless it's Nintendo Labo. I want the robot pack, please. <laughs> For Christmas, all I want is a robot pack. And I want to show it to the ladies. I'm going to have them you say, maybe you, should, maybe you should ask for another house to keep it in. Yeah, well, I'm going to need one at some point. Fuck, dude. I got too much shit. Uh, I got I to gotta go through and like throw away some shit. So I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And I'm going to try to buy less shit. So that's, uh, that's my goal. And I said that That's right. That's a good goal. Hold me accountable to that next week when I'm talking about all the shit I'm going to buy. Okay. <laughs> like, man, I can't wait to get some stupid shit. Uh, did, you, did anybody see the Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, trailer? Oh, was that... Was, was, did the trailer finally come out? Yeah, there's a trailer for it. Uh, so you can go watch that if you want. Um, I guess... Okay, I, I already... I'm talking out my ass here, so I don't have the full info, but I guess it's a different team working on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. so whether or not that's a positive thing, I'll leave up to you, but, uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure at this point. I really like the last two, but we'll see. Uh, Eidos Montreal is the one putting this together, which may speak, uh, badly for, uh, the future of Deus Ex. Um, I, I, well, I thought we, I thought we already decided that that like it was done for Deus Ex. <laughs> well, it seems like that's becoming more and more for sure, um, because yeah, that was Mankind Divided was their project, and uh, so was Human Revolution, and now it looks like there's nothing happening uh, on that front. So uh, they're making Tomb Raider instead, which also begs the question: What is Crystal Dynamics doing right now? They're supposedly helping with this new Tomb Raider, but they're not actually, uh, they're not listed as like the main developer for it. So Crystal Dynamics is still around. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe not <laughs> like, oh, they, they still exist, but they don't seem to be working on anything at the moment. So uh, I have got my fingers crossed that they bring back their biggest property, uh, which is Gex. Yeah. <laughs> So I think if you guys if you guys uh, hold your breath and wish really hard, maybe we can get a Gex sequel. Maybe a new 3DO platform in 2019. That'd be pretty. I could. That's that. So I have two big wishes. One is a new Gex game, but two is a new Gex game on a new platform. I want a whole new console. I'm tired of Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Let's get a fourth ringer in there. And uh, and shake things up a little bit, and let's have Gex be the guy to to headline it and spearhead it. So yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. Um, but yeah, it's either Gex or Legacy of Kane, and I think we're more likely to get a Gex game. So cross your fingers, everybody. 
All right, Gex 2020. Let's go, Gex 2020. Uh, it'll be it'll be perfect. Um, here's actually here's a good challenge for you. What would you title the new Gex game? Mm. You gotta have like some kind of tail, uh, like like pun in there, or a gecko pun, I guess. Um, ooh, ge- geckos of the past. Get it like echoes of the past. Yeah, that's not that's bad. Not bad. That's pretty good. Can we can we do this next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's revisit this. You come up All with right. you come up with your ten best Gex reboot titles. <laughs> I'm gonna think about this and I'm gonna come with a list. Okay, all right. I'll I'll come up with some too. Uh or forget right. about this completely. Um it's Oh yeah, be, I might do that too. It's gonna be one of those two things. But that's that's your project this week, is to come up with some Gex reboot titles. And that's the homework. Right. Uh and you know what? I'm even here, I'm gonna open this up a little bit. Feel free to cross Gex over with other characters. So if you want to be like, you know, Gex and his new partner, Bubsy, have an adventure, like, feel free. Feel free to throw that shit. Boy, really going for the gold there, aren't you, Jared? Well, I don't know. I was just trying to think of who another, like, character that we want to come back is. Well, you at home, I'm talking to you, single listener. If you have a good idea, send it in and we'll read it on the podcast. You know, here's what I actually don't get the most. Gex 3 was the best-selling Gex game. So, like, the series did better and better and better, and yet they decided to stop. What's up with that? Usually the series would do worse and worse and worse, and then they would stop. Yeah, but sometimes you just don't want money. But here, Gex basically left at the height of his popularity. We had Gex fever, and Gex decided that that was the time to bow out and and move on to bigger and brighter things. So I don't know. I don't care. I think you should respect uh, Gex's decisions. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to burn out than fade away. Oh, whatever that. However that goes. Yeah, that's it. I think that. Was, I think I think that is it. <laughs> All right, man, you really did it. You killed it. So, Thanks. Thanks. Well, yes. If you can't handle Gex at his best, then you don't deserve him at his worst. Just like they say. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that probably takes us up to uh, to closing time here. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about or say. Well, I just will. I'll qualify on those Gex titles. Just remember that Gex Three was Deep Cover Gecko, so that's the level of uh, the level of wordplay we have to compete against. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, tough. The uh, I'm told from the wiki that Gex Three, the N64 version, features small amounts of live action FMV sequences. <laughs> featuring Playboy model Marlise Andrada as Agent Extra. Oh, why not? Oh, man. Uh, so, you know, uh, Marli- Marlise Andrada, of course, has a uh, uh, measurements of 35, 24, 35, uh, because that's what the Internet's for. So I could click that and, and find that out. So, I didn't even know. Yeah, now you do. So anyway, wow. she's featured in live action segments in Gex 3, and I'm sure it's haunted her to this day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you enjoyed our podcast today, I would highly encourage you to go subscribe to us on Twitter. Not Well, yeah, t- sure. Twitter, Facebook. We're on both of those services at The Enemy Slime. This podcast is listed on iTunes and Google Play Music. Go subscribe to it on that. Listen to us next week so you can hear our amazing Gex reboot ideas. 
And uh, I think with that, we're out. The end. <laughs>